0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 129 of the Psychology World podcast with me Con Whiteley and today's episode is on the basics of a coat psychology and it is Friday the 14th of January 2022 as I recall this so today's episode is just absolutely brilliant I absolutely love a coat psychology it's really interesting and because not only can a coat psychology teach us about like coat behavior and a coat influence it can actually teach us how these methods are just so we know how to protect ourselves and actually recognise it. In that case, if someone ever tries to uh, influence us, uh, So this is a really great, uh, great podcast episode that I cannot recommend enough. So we're moving on to the psychology news section. we have reading from the British Psychological Society Research Digest. People behave more statistically when they're bored. Sadism, harming others for a pleasure, is often used as a dark personality trait along with um, narcissism, say, or psychopathy. Research exploring just what brings out some of the statistic tendencies has found that even viewing images of injuries cannot do it. But now a new paper reveals a factor that the researchers can't include as a cruel but overlooked role in fostering statistic behaviours. Simple boredom. We know that border people will give themselves electric shocks to alleviate their understimulation. Really? Wow. There's a new work suggesting that a willingness to harm when there's nothing else to do extends to hurting other people too, and this was true even for those who scored low on a general um, sadism scale. It's not exactly an uplifting message about humanity, but the authors argue is that could lead new approaches to prevent sadism in the schools, the military, and other settings. Wow, I think that's probably one of the most shocking psychology news article I've done for ages because that's just, that is just horrifically concerning. But again, that it does make sense, and that's not. I think we've all but done it before. So it's just like that's really, really a scary though. But this is why research is always important. But also. Though, Wow, that is actually a really dark message about humanity. at Manatee. Well, I hope you found that as interesting as I did. So, the second and the last one is because there's actually not a lot. Is to repeat a procrastination, avoid deadlines, unless they're short. Procrastination can get to the best of us, whether we're avoiding going to bed, failing to study, or trying to avoid a hated task at work. Sometimes it just feels easier to put off something, then get it out of the way. For those waiting for chronic procrastinators to deliver, the dilemma is is uh, how best to encourage them to do so on the time. A new study published in Economic Inquiry provides some suggestions. While shorter deadlines were perhaps unsurprisingly, more likely to see results than longer deadlines, uh, the most responses were delivered when there were no deadlines at all. So that's actually quite a nice uh, contrast uh, from the last one because the last one was quite shocking, horrifying, and to be honest, quite utterly useless, uh, at least uh, to us everyday um, people. But then we can contrast this quite nicely uh, with this one pro procrastination and if you uh, go back to the early hundreds of the uh, podcast episode then there's a one about um free tips to help procrastination with a uh, depression and uh, or something like that and then you'll be able to uh, apply that to yourself even if you don't have depression but that's actually a quite a uh, like interesting point though about the uh, deadlines and whether to actually um give them to a uh, people or not that, because I quite like it. Um, self-imposed deadlines. You uh, might not, but that's the great thing, though, about human behaviour, is that we're all different, and that different things work for different people. So, that's enough for the psychology news section. So, let's move on to the personal update. So, we're moving on to the personal update. So, this this, the final week of the university break, so well, I'm, like, finishing up, like, different uh, projects, and then I'm also, like, and I'm also planning for the uh, podcast for the, uh, like, coming months, in, including, that like, I found this really interesting article about the difference uh, between a sociopath and a psychopath. That's, like, coming up at uh, some point, but uh, besides from that, <laughs> I've actually been doing, like, lots of, like, other stuff, um, and lots of non-psychology stuff. So I'm actually going to skip the personal update in uh, that sense. And as always, I would uh, love to hear your thoughts and feelings on today's episode. So you can always email me, ConnorWightly, ConnorWightly.net. You can always leave a comment on the show notes at, at uh, ConnorWightly.net forward slash podcast. And you can always uh, tweet me on Twitter at Sci-Fi wiley. I always love to hear from you because it really helps make the podcast feel more like a, a conversation. And uh, today's episode has been sponsored by Coat Psychology. A uh, cognitive, personality psychology, social and forensic psychology look at the Coat Saks. So the reason why it is has quite a long a subtitle is that because that's the amazing thing about coach psychology, is that it really does uh, draw on all of these amazing different area, areas of um, psychology. Yeah. And uh, what this book allows you to do is actually have a, a really great, really interesting introduction to uh, coach psychology. Yeah. So this is such a great in-depth book. And it looks at a wide range of things, like, for example, social psychology, the different personality ca- like characteristics of a, yeah, a coat leader. So you really do need to buy this book if you want a really good understanding of a coats and how they work. So well, that is a coat psychology, available from all major ebook retailers, and you can order the payback and hardback legends from Amazon, your local bookstore or local library if you request it. So that's enough of the personal update, so, let's move on to the content part of today's episode. So, we're moving on to the content part of today's episode. So, we're going to be talking about the basics of our coat psychology. So, this is an absolutely brilliant, and I really am going to enjoy telling you about it. So, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to read the first chapter of the book and then I'm going to add some of my own comments to it as we go along. Basics of our coat psychology. As much as we all want to dive into proper cope psychology, we really need to learn the basics first. And unlike a lot of psychology basics, the basic arc of a code psychology are very fun and worth a read. And that I cannot agree with more. <laughs> but first, why is it important to learn about cope psychology? Personally, I would love everyone to learn about cope psychology because by learning about codes, how they work and how to defend ourselves, this can actually help us. Keep ourselves, friends, and our family safe about coat influence. And that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to do like this book. Just so not only do we learn about coats, but we can also learn how to protect ourselves in the case one ever tries to influence us. Dumb and recruitment. When it comes to coats, there is a very sad truth. No one joins a coat willingly. No one willingly chooses to give up their freedom and replace their lives with a superior leader that controls them. Instead, people are recruited into codes. Now I understand if you're a bit confused by the distinction, I know I was at first, but the difference between willingly joining and being recruited by a code is that there's a lack of informed sense. Another way to illustrate my point would be to imagine yourself wanting to join a, a cooking club. Completely random example, but it does work work that way. So when you love cooking, you love making friends, and this cooking club doesn't try to influence you or control you, then it's likely that you're willingly going to join it. However, if the cooking club tries to influence you, uses manipulation tactics and starts brainwashing you, then you aren't going to willingly join them. Instead, you're being manipulated and recruited to, to, to join the cooking club. And as the treasurer of my university's baking society in form of 2020 to 2021, that was a very scary idea. (laughs) So how are people recruited by coats? It mainly comes down to vulnerabilities, due to a coat can easily learn someone's vulnerabilities and they use them against them. As well as sadly, everyone has different individual vulnerabilities. No one is perfect. And this brings me back to the important point about learning coat psychology and tactics. Therefore, in case anyone tries to use these tactics and vulnerabilities against you, we can hopefully recognize and deal well with this. Some of these vulnerabilities are situational and others are internal. For example, the death of a loved one, moving to a new country, area, or city, being on the autistic spectrum, high hypnotizability. <laughs> <laughs> and having a strong active imaginations of all vulnerabilities. Interestingly, if a person makes excessive use of hypnosis, medication, drugs and other activities, then this can actually induce an altered state of a, of a consciousness. Overall, all these vulnerabilities increase a person's susceptibility to being recruited into a cult. and sadly, chances are if someone does have a lot, of, a lot of these vulnerabilities, then it is rather likely that they will be recruited into a cult, given the chance. Unless the person has strong, a critical thinking, media literacy, and a good supportive social network around them to keep them grounded. In addition, what media literacy means is that it's a person's ability to critically analyze thinking and evaluate the source of the information. Which apparently I did too much. <laughs> At least according to the people um around me. Example of a media literacy. Personally, I'm not afraid of um, making myself a like as snob, but I'm a very normal person in real life. I'm but this is why I only read or trust two or three media outlets in the UK, as well as I don't read the tabloids and the are very manipulative and I don't trust their reports, mainly because this one article in a British tabloid in 2021 was trying to get people shocked and horrified that a woman spent £6,000 a month on living bills. At first I agreed that that seems like a lot and no one should just spend that much money shortly. Then I evaluated what the tabloid was saying and it mentioned that the woman paid so much amount for professional subscriptions, like psychologists, doctors and lawyers have to. So my point is is that the tabloid wanted to make people annoyed and shocked for no reason because this woman was almost certainly a high-flying professional on at least 50000 a year. So, but to her and her and my partner, 6,000 is uh, probably not a lot. Other risks. In addition to the risk above, there are a number of risks that can increase a person's uh, vulnerability to recruitment by a coat. For example, trauma, phobias, learning or communication disorders, unreserved sexual issues, that was a very new one, alcohol or drug problems. And a, a quick note on uh, these other risk factors is uh, trauma, learning or com- or communication disorders and other sexual issues can possibly relate to a person's want for support and a community as well as sadly if a person is isolated and doesn't have a good social support network then a code with all those members can seem rather tempting furthermore in more recent years there has been a new risk factors that we'll look at in a, in a various way relating the book thus some 21st century risk factors are internet addiction lack of touch, social distancing, isolation, the COVID-19 pandemic, severe so economic disruptions increase time online. Overall, if a person is in a vulnerable state, then they can fall for one of these many techniques and be recruited into a coat. But this is probably one of the most important questions. What is a coat? So after talking about the various vulnerabilities people have and how a coat recruits people into their vans, we need to define what a coat is. I want to say up that the word code shouldn't be used lightly because as we'll see in a moment, codes that can have horrific consequences to the members as well as a group that shouldn't be called a cult because of its unorthodox beliefs. For example, a new branch of a religion that believes in a more liberal approach to the religious teachings isn't necessarily a cult simply because of its unorthodox beliefs. What a cult is, is that it's usually authoritarian in nature and is led by a person who has complete or almost complete control over its followers and that this all comes down to influence. Cult influence and controller. To be able to control a person, a coach must influence them and recruit them into the group, with the aim of being the coach's influence is designed to replace a person's identity with anyone. Now this is all done in different ways and some of these tactics we will look at later in the book. However, each type of coach has different ways of acting and, and conducting themselves. Some types of coaches are religious, political, large group awareness training, self-help, multi-level marketing. Commercial, conspiracy theory, labour slash sex trafficking, mini-coat, a family or one-on-one. Building upon this, different uh, coats, uh, coats uh, do things differently. For example, a political coat focuses on influencing people through political means and a drawing on their political beliefs, whereas a self-help uh, coat would draw on a person's de- desire for self-improvement and to better themselves. Moreover, one of the biggest problems with trying to recognise influence is that we're being influenced every single day and we're used to it. And I talk more about persuasion and social influence in my social psychology book, but we're constantly being exposed to influence and this can make it difficult to detect. And in case you don't believe me, here are some common examples of influences in everyday life psychotherapy. <laughs> Which, of course, we're all about on the podcast and in psychology in general. Business, politics, religion, media, education, relationships, parenting. Nonetheless, I do need to say influence can be positive and helpful. As seen in psychotherapy, education and parenting, influence can be detrimental too. For example, in some parenting, relationships and religious. So, well, there is only a lot more to that first chat, but because there are so many really great, really interesting basics to Coat uh, Psychology, yes, yeah, so, like, I'm actually going to like, stop sub the episode there, you yeah, know, but, like, are there, though. So, Coat uh, Psychology is such a great, really interesting area to, like, look at, because there's so much to it, and it draws on so many great areas of uh, psychology, and uh, this book really does, like, go into some like, great depth that I cannot recommend it enough. So, that's Coat Psychology, available in all but the usual places. And if you know someone who would, in, enjoy today's episode, uh, then please share it with them. I'm always really grateful when you wonderful people help spread the word about the podcast. And I hope that you enjoyed it and that you learned something too. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it if you want to see the show notes then please go to ConnorWhiteley.net. and if you want a free eight book psychology box set then please go to conorwhitely.net have a great day and i'll see you next time